This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome to Dollars and Cents. I'm Elaine Scollin, along with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates. They're experts in helping you get out of debt. So, what to do with debt? Where to go to get debt help? And this segment is about some common solutions that you might find out there, or you will find out there. And whether you choose to jump on the bandwagon or not, it's entirely up to you. So Blair's going to explain lots of different resources that you might consider reaching out for guidance in dealing with your debt, as well as some debt management solutions. So Blair, you and your team at Sands & Associates talk to people every day, hundreds of people every day, I'm sure, who are looking for help to figure out what they can do with their debt. So besides going to a licensed insolvency trustee, where else would people often turn or what have you found that where people go for debt advice or planning? Well, from my experience, Elaine, most people don't really know what resources they have available for support when they find themselves in debt. It's not a situation, you know, people want to spend a lot of time and or spend a lot of time contemplating. So it often means people have a series of trial and error before they actually find the right professional to help them out of a tough debt situation. Uh, sometimes that can be discouraging, but it can also come as a cost to finances, to your time and even your personal well-being. So there's a lot of reasons why you don't want to stay in debt any longer than you have to. Um, so it can feel stressful there, but it can also feel overwhelming when you're trying to understand all the different approaches and decide on which strategy is going to be your best bet. Um, you know, the simplest point I want to make today is if you're dealing with anything debt related, you don't need to, to think too far. A licensed insolvency trustee is your most appropriate resource to seek out. Licensed insolvency trustee are Canada's only regulated debt health professionals, specifically trained, certified, regulated to provide debt advice and debt management services to both consumers and businesses. So if you're dealing with somebody that's not a licensed insolvency trustee, you know, various professionals have various different skills. But if your concern is mainly around debt, an LIT is definitely the best place for you to start. Okay. Well, let's talk about the other ones. So people are aware, oh, oh, you're not a licensed insolvency trustee. Oh, you're not actually regulated by anybody to help me with this thing. Because I think that's important. Well, for sure. And there's definitely, you know, a number of people in the financial sphere that just have different focuses and might be experts in their area of expertise. Uh, as I'm an expert in debt, but I wouldn't be giving you advice on insurance, for example. You'd want to go to an insurance agent for it. So a lot of times people start off with a financial planner and a financial planner can be a great help with investments, with insurance, retirement, estate planning, and so on and so forth. Uh, and if you find yourself in debt, the financial planner might be able to help you by looking at your budget and giving you some basic coaching. Uh, but you do need to understand that a financial planner doesn't have any education in the type of debt resolution options that exist in Canada. Uh, and these legislation and regulations change often. You need to make sure you're getting the most um, up-to-date information for your situation. Um, so at Sands & Associates, there's a number of financial planners that I work with where if I've got a client who's finishing a proceeding, I know when they're going to get set up to start saving money again, the financial planner can help them. And these same professionals, if they have someone come to them who's got a debt situation, they'll refer them to a licensed insolvency trustee and say, okay, let's get the debt situation sorted first. And then we can talk about putting together this great financial plan for the future. 
Uh, aside from a financial planner, a lot of people will approach their bank or other lenders. And if you meet the eligibility criteria, your bank might be able to offer you some options to restructure your debt. Uh, and a bank advisor is going to tell you, you know, here's the options, here's what's available. You have to be careful if you're dealing with a bank or other lender that they're not going to reduce your debt. At best, you might be able to reduce some interest. And obviously, there's a difference there of whose best interest are they looking out for. They're looking out for the bank's best interest, certainly. Uh, and that might not be the same as your best interest. Uh, the last couple of people that, that uh, individuals tend to reach out to if they're having financial trouble, uh, one to be very careful of, and it sounds like a little bit of a, of a misnomer here, but debt consultants and credit counselors, uh, very much buyer beware because the programs, the plans, and the services um, offered by various consultants or credit counselors can vary widely from their fees, their expertise, and there's a severe lack of regulation. Literally anybody can call themselves a credit counselor. There's no regulation against it. And there are some good credit counselors and some bad ones, but you really have to look at the fine print and understand in many cases, a credit counselor is actually acting as a debt repayment agent for your creditors. They might be able to help you reduce interest, but you're still going to pay everything back in full. And they're not going to have the skills to help you understand all of your options like a licensed insolvency trustee would be able to do. Uh, the final category of individuals people tend to reach out to, and this makes good sense, is family and friends. And of course, you know, the emotional support and encouragement can be a really big help. You know, if you can share your problem with someone that you care about and get some support, that's great. But you definitely need to think twice about getting into a situation where someone's going to try to help you by loaning you money or by co-signing a debt, a co-signing a consolidation loan. In many ways, you're just enlarging the problem. And I've had so many situations where family and friends have stepped in to help. And then the person still ends up needing to restructure their debts later. But now they're going to hurt the co-signer when they're left on the hook for a debt that can't be paid. So those are the main places where people start. But certainly the takeaway is if you start with a licensed insolvency trustee, uh, you're definitely going to save yourself a lot of legwork and potentially heartache. Before we talk to Blair and ask him about debt management strategies and options, uh, or options actually, uh, if you already know that you want to reach out to Sands & Associates, it's very easy to do. Their 1-800 number is 1-800-661-3030. Also, their website is fabulous, sands-trustee.com. It's just filled with great questions and really thoughtful answers to all kinds of situations if you need a little bit more information before you make that phone call. But making the phone call is always the best thing to do for sure to set up that appointment. It's 1-800-661-3030. So let's talk about the basic overview of some of the debt management options or strategies that folks might try or consider trying. Yeah, so we'll go through a few options here, Elaine, and certainly everyone's situation is different, and the types of debt and the balances that you have are often going to be really key factors in what option is best for you. Everybody's situation is unique, but there are some, some typical hallmarks of each option we should call out. Uh, so, you know, the first one is the idea of a do-it-yourself plan. So if you don't have a whole lot of debt, there's not that many demands on your finances, you know, you might be able to get out of a debt situation just with some careful budgeting. So a couple of things here 
here, you'd want to start by listing all of your debts, uh, and then you can choose to prioritize either based on paying off your debts with the highest interest rates uh, first, or sometimes just clearing some of the debts with the lower balances, even though they might be a little bit lower interest, just getting them off your mind. Uh, you could also try to negotiate with your creditors to, to get a lower interest rate on your debt. Uh, one thing to keep in mind is if you're trying to do a self-directed strategy, if it's going to take you any more than five years to get out of debt, you would definitely benefit from discussing with a licensed insolvency trustee. The maximum term for a proposal is five years, and a lot of them are shorter than that. So do be careful if you're working out a do-it-yourself plan that you're not putting yourself on a plan that's going to have you paying off for decades, just making minimum payments, but really not getting ahead quickly. But if you only owe a few creditors money and the, the balances aren't hugely significant, sometimes just a little bit of budgeting can get you where you need to be. How about changing um, the borrowing structure? What does that mean and how does one even go about doing that? And, and is, there, is there a big benefit to it? Yeah, so this, it's kind of a, a little bit of a verbose way of saying, you know, consolidating your loans together, trying to just change the interest rates that you're being charged and simplifying things a little bit. So you might owe a bunch of, of different creditors money, some at higher interest rates or lower. So you can often save some money on your interest costs by combining some balances together, whether it's onto a line of credit, consolidation loan, if you're able to qualify for it, or maybe even a balance transfer to a credit card at a lower interest rate. But of course, you need to be careful, there can be some costs to do transactions and sometimes lower interest rates are just promotional for a period of time. Uh, there's not really much benefit to this other than you're reducing your interest and you're simplifying your payments, but you still have to repay all your balances in full and you'll still have to pay whatever that new interest rate is. Um, again, as I mentioned earlier, if you're only able to get a consolidation loan by getting a co-signer um, to, to assign on the dotted line with you or by pledging some assets, I would say certainly think twice, pause, get some advice before you take that step. Uh, our advice on when it's wise to co-sign debt for somebody else is two words, almost never. So definitely think twice between, before you, you start to get a co-signer involved or if you are that co-signer trying to help somebody out. Does a credit counseling plan ever work for folks? Well, it certainly can. And I know if someone listens to the show long term, you'll you'll hear me again and again saying there's a lot of concerns with credit counseling. And, and these are very, very valid concerns. But credit counseling can work for certain people. If you just have a few basic consumer debts, so nothing owed to the government, the government will never work with a credit counselor. But if it's just a few basic consumer debts, if the total balance is low, well, then sometimes a repayment plan through a credit counselor, it could be what you need if you're able to pay all the debts back in full, but you just need to break on the interest. So a credit counseling plan does not reduce your balance, but usually it will be able to freeze future interest as long as the creditors will agree to that. Uh, you definitely need to have eyes wide open to understand which of your debts can't be included in a credit counseling plan. And again, anything to Canada Revenue Agency, anything to the provincial governments, government debts just can never be dealt with in a credit counseling plan. Um, and you need to make sure you're getting value for money because no service is free in this world. Um, so if you're going on to a credit counseling plan, make sure you understand what you're going to be paying in fees and that you're going to get value for that, that the interest that you're, you're going to be saved is going to eclipse the amount of fees that you're paying. Okay. So again, we're, we're left with probably the best way, uh, if not the only way to deal super effectively with any kind of debt, and that's making a consumer proposal. 
Yeah, it's not right for every situation, but I will tell you that 85% of the people that are coming in to see us at Sands and Associates, this is what they're opting to do. So even though bankruptcy is an option, certainly the vast majority of individuals are choosing to file a consumer proposal. And as long as your debts are less than $250,000, and that excludes any mortgages that you might have. So it'd really be, there's not many people that are carrying $250,000 of unsecured debt. So it's a very flexible tool depending on your debt load. And it can deal with virtually all types of debt in a consumer proposal. So I was very explicit where a credit counselor can't deal with government debts or student loans or what have you. A consumer proposal can deal with all of those things from consumer credit cards, government tax debt, even CERB overpayments, um, student loans, as I mentioned. And the way a consumer proposal works is not only do you save all of the interest, which is great, but you get the debt reduced down to what you can afford. So oftentimes the debts are cut by up to 50 to 80%. Uh, you don't need to have any credit history or credit rating as a qualifying factor because you're not borrowing any money. What's happening is a trustee is stepping in between you and your creditors, kind of like a referee, working out a reasonable deal. And in just about every case, your creditors will agree to a reduction in a consumer proposal because the alternative is often that they might end up with nothing or a much lower recovery uh, if you chose to file for bankruptcy or just not pay them in general. So a consumer proposal, very flexible, very powerful, um, and it can only be filed by working with a licensed insolvency trustee. So if you're starting to research online, you're typing in consumer proposals, sometimes you'll see some things that look you know, very shiny and interesting. But if you get down to it, unless it's a licensed insolvency trustee, that person can't help you file the proposal. And it's probably just going to charge you a bunch of fees to help explain things to you. So come directly to a trustee, you'll definitely get your best outcome. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands and Associates, helping you get out of debt. If you're worried about debt, here's what it does and doesn't help to solve the problem. Mistakes not to make in dealing with debt and what to do instead. That's what this segment is all about. We all know debt can be very frustrating and pretty overwhelming. And Blair's going to explain that loads and loads of people end up deeper in debt trying to deal with the issue on their own. And that's the cool thing about Sands and Associates is that you can sit down with someone and they will help you figure out the next best steps for your very, very specific issue or situation. As Blair is, he's going to explain what are some of the most common mis mistakes that he warns people about when it comes to dealing with their debt. Take it away, Blair. Yeah, well, thank you, Elena. I'm thrilled to, to talk about this today because, you know, it's forewarned is forearmed and a whole lot of folks that I see, they just wish they had some good insight early on. They might have taken a different approach rather than making some of the mistakes that we're going to talk about. But it's also the fact that when we borrow money, you know, to a person, everybody that I've met when they borrowed money, they intended to pay it back. So they never really gave that much thought about what's the downside, what are the implications if I'm not able to pay this debt back, if things don't go according to plan. Uh, there can be a whole lot more to debt than it otherwise seems. And there's a lot of reactions to a debt problem or some strategies that you think you're doing the right thing to pay off the debt that seem beneficial, but might have some serious risks or some unintended consequences. Um, so a couple of common areas that I see people consistently uh, make poor decisions on um, is one of them is you need to, if you find yourself in debt, you have to stop making your debt a bigger problem. So the old adage that if you find yourself in a hole, what's the first thing you do, well, you should stop digging. Um, and the first thing is what most people often do when they find themselves in debt 
is they try to solve it with more borrowing. So they end up getting more credit or more debt. And in some cases, this is something like a balance transfer or consolidating with a line of credit, um, a loan. And in some cases, that can be a solution depending on the severity of the situation. But there can be some real challenges with this. So a big problem with consolidating debt um, is being eligible for borrowing at a low interest rate without giving a major asset or a cosigner, which you don't want to do either of those. And we'll talk a bit more lately. Um, and being able to afford the monthly payment, that can be a challenge. So a lot of people think, well, I've got really high interest debt. Let me just go get a consolidation loan. I'll be paying it all back, but at least at a lower interest rate. But it can be very tough to qualify for the best types of these loans. So sometimes what happens is folks end up with a payday loan or a fast cash, an instant loan, something along those lines. And these are the worst types of debts to get into. I was just speaking with someone yesterday, and it was a 50% interest rate um, on their balance that they had. Every dollar that they were spending each month uh, was basically going just to service the interest. And they would have been in this debt for a very, very long time. And what we find is if someone ends up with a payday loan or again, a fast cash or instant loan where it's very high interest, they usually don't end up with just one. They end up with a cycle where they pay one payday loan back and take a second one because now they're short. And sometimes there's upwards of 10 payday loans that can be outstanding at once. And the objective here of how the person started this borrowing was just to try to get on top of their, their debt situation. They tried to borrow more either to consolidate or to make payments on other debts. So be very careful uh, if your answer is to borrow more from a third party, but also be very careful if you're gonna be borrowing from family or friends or accepting some co-signed credit where the bank will only approve you for consolidation if you get somebody else to be responsible to sign on the dotted line as well as a co-signer. And our advice is that creating a legal responsibility for others through a debt restructuring arrangement is almost never a good idea. What you're doing is putting both you and the other person at financial risk. And oftentimes it puts the relationship at risk too. Uh, so if you're not able to meet your regular household expenses um, and your debt payments without turning to more borrowing, so if the only way you can solve a problem is to, is to get into more debt, that's a significant sign of a debt problem that means you should reach out to a licensed insolvency trustee as soon as possible. Wow, that 50% for a payday loan, that just threw me. I, it's hard to imagine. It seems absolutely criminal that an organization would charge somebody that kind of interest rate, Blair. Just, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, you know, you get desensitized a little bit over, over the years. But what I always love, too, is when we actually look at, well, what are you paying on that payday loan? And then when we structure a consumer proposal and the proposal to deal with all of the debts is often less than just that payday loan payment, you know, that that's a huge relief for a person. So oh, um, the yeah. worst thing is just to stay trapped in, in that situation. And, you know, that's another big pitfall that, that people make is they isolate themselves or they let mm. the blame and shame of the situation hold them back. And, you know, we don't encourage anybody to share a legal obligation for their debt. So don't get people involved formally, but it doesn't mean you should isolate yourself from the people that care about you and that can support you because being in debt can feel very scary. People can feel alone and overwhelmed. And from our research, people often feel very embarrassed and ashamed. They feel like they made some bad decisions. Maybe they're the only person going through this situation. So, uh, 
licensed insolvency trustees, myself and Sands and Associates, we encourage everybody to open up, to share what they're going through with someone in their life that really cares about them. It could be a spouse or a partner, close family member or a friend, uh, or if you need to reach out to a doctor or a counselor or your, or your province's health information line, you know, in BC, it you call 811 or visit healthlinkbc.ca, you really need to prioritize your health and your emotional well-being also. Excellent. And I want to throw in a note here too. If you already know uh, that you're in or sort of entering into this kind of situation where, where you're starting to isolate yourself and you don't know what to do and there's shame and blame all attached to that stuff, give Sands and Associates a call and set up that, that, that consultation, that first consultation. They'll listen to you and work out everything that you could possibly uh, want to work out and answer all of your questions and then figure out if, what the next best steps are. And the phone number again is 1-800-661-3030. Blair, is there, what else is there that you generally suggest people avoid uh, that, it, that it more than likely is just going to make the problem worse that we haven't touched mm-hmm. on yet? Yeah, a couple of things. So, you know, just one last point on getting personal support is you need to be careful who you're getting financial advice from. So you definitely need to ensure, you know, even accountants, lawyers, financial advisors, many are not skilled in understanding every all the ins and outs about debt. So be careful about a well-meaning friend or family member or someone who thinks they have a solution for you. You want moral support, but for the actual technical debt solution support, you want to go to the experts. Now, a couple of other big problems that people can, can bring upon themselves or bad choices to make. Uh, a simple thing is what we're, we're terming here using your, or sorry, compromising your long term to resolve what can be a short term debt problem. And the big headline here is leave your assets alone. So always check in with a licensed insolvency trustee before you decide to sell off some assets to pay your debts, because you can inadvertently risk creating a bigger problem for yourself um, and really compromising your future. And the biggest one that I see here is about cashing in RRSPs. So it's less frequent now than it was in the past, but I still see people where they decide, you know, I've got a bunch of debt, I've got all this retirement money I've been saving, you know, I'm going to lose that money anyway, the creditors could take it from me. So I'm just going to voluntarily collapse my RRSPs and use it to pay down my debt. You don't have to do that. You should never do that. The assumption where um, someone is going to lose their RRSPs for debt is just plainly false. It's impossible for someone to have their RRSPs seized to pay debt. Even if someone files for a bankruptcy, they're not required to surrender their RRSPs. And what happens if you choose to voluntarily cash in your RRSPs is that that money is taxable. It's added to your income in this year. So there might be some tax withholdings uh, held back. So you might not get everything that you think you're going to get. But then next year, you're probably going to have a significant tax bill. So not only did you compromise your retirement, you've also bought yourself now a tax liability you're going to have to deal with. So it's never a good idea to cash in RRSPs to pay debt. And if you're considering that, stop now, do your research, have a chat with a trustee and understand that that's a protected asset um, that you should never have to compromise for debt. Uh, A second big thing we encourage people to avoid is don't ignore the problem, but also don't assume that it has no solution. So debt is one of those problems where if you ignore it, it doesn't get better on its own. It often just gets worse because of the interest and missed payments and and credit notations and things like that. Um, But some people can really feel frozen with inaction. They can think, well, there's no solution. So they're worried every day, but they're just continuing to throw minimum monthly payments on credit card interest or they're borrowing 
repaying, borrowing payday loans, but oftentimes things do escalate to a crisis point. So it's always best to act as early as possible. Whenever you feel worried about your debt, uh, reach out for help and trust your gut because the takeaway from this is that you do have solutions, you do have options, and a trustee is the person that can help you execute all of those options. What about just making a minimum payment on our debts? It, does that make any sense, Blair? Well, in some cases it does, but you have to be very careful because minimum payments are really not designed to get you out of debt and it can lead you to a false sense of security. So I often overhear people saying, well, you know what, I'm making minimum payments. You know, that's okay. My credit rating looks fine. But a couple things, you know, first off, are you actually able to afford those minimum payments in your budget or are you slipping further and further into debt that your debts are going up each month, you're making minimums, but you're having to consistently access new credit. Um, but also the idea is that you're making the minimum payments, you're not going to be debt free in a very, very long time. So if you look at something like even a small purchase of $240, if you had interest costs of 19.99%, which is a pretty standard credit card interest cost, you know, that would take two and a half years to pay off. And that $240 purchase would end up costing you $309. So you know, that's a lot. And that's just for a very small payment. Blair, what are some of the other actions that people should take if they're dealing with a potential debt problem? Well, the biggest thing, Elaine, is that you really can't count on having some miracle happen. You know, winning the lottery is not a strategy, something falling from the sky. You need to get a plan and you owe it to yourself to get debt help. So people are very focused on what they owe the banks and the credit card companies and everything. But what do you owe yourself? You owe yourself the ability to live without the stress of debt, the ability to wake up every day with some optimism and not feel as though the world is closing in on you because you owe some money. So what people should do if they find themselves dealing with a the potential debt problem is to connect for a free confidential consultation with a licensed insolvency trustee. So any licensed insolvency trustee will meet with you for free, no obligation, everything confidential, talk about your situation and give you some advice. And some of the classic reasons why you'd reach out to a trustee is if you're feeling stressed about your debt. If you're just able to afford the monthly payments, the minimums, and not anything more than that, if you're seeing your debt balances remain almost the same every month, even though you make payments, and if you're using credit to cover your regular costs of living, those are all indications you'd really benefit from speaking with an expert like a licensed insolvency trustee. I think it's all about getting advice and getting a plan to be debt free. And Sands and Associates is the place to go for both of those things. So book your free confidential non-judgmental debt consultation today. The phone number 1-800-661-3030 or visit their website sands-trustee.com. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands and Associates, helping you get out of debt. They say life and credit go on even after a debt problem. We're going to learn about credit history and scores after finishing a consumer proposal or getting out of personal bankruptcy in this segment. Lots of folks struggle with a debt problem, uh, with a debt problem, debt worry. Uh, in the long term, even permanent impact to their credit rating. And I know people pay attention to those credit ratings. But Sands and Associates President Blair Mountain explains that with the right steps and solutions, you can clear your debt and establish a good credit history. So Blair, can you start by explaining a bit about the support and solutions that a licensed insolvency trustee gives folks in helping them manage their debt? 
Yeah, well, one of the things about debt is if you don't take action, a debt problem doesn't resolve itself. It just continues to almost always get worse. The interest just stacks upon interest. You get more and more despondent and, and depressed and feel hopeless about it. But the benefit of working with a licensed insolvency trustee is you're no longer alone. You've got someone that's going to help you face these challenges and find a way forward. You know, in simple terms, an LIT, a licensed insolvency trustee, is here to help you get out of debt. So when you deal with an LIT, you're dealing with Canada's only endorsed, regulated, and qualified debt help professional. And our job is to help people make informed decisions about their financial situation. Uh, we help with a range of needs. They might include, and not just limited to this, but uh, could be just given some general advice on what your options are for dealing with your debt or with a certain creditor. Uh, for a lot of folks, it's a quick phone call, maybe for them or for on somebody else's behalf. Uh, maybe you're worried about some collections that's going on or some legal action that's been taken by a creditor. A trustee can give you the straight goods on what's real versus what's just a threat. What do you have to pay attention to uh, versus what's you know not worth the paper it's printed on and everything like that happens every day. Uh, you wouldn't believe some of the threats people get they don't need to be concerned about. Conversely, other people get sued and sometimes they don't pay attention to it until it's too late. Uh, if you're having trouble paying off your debt and you can't afford much more than the minimum payments, a trustee can show you what the legal options are to help you move forward. Uh, and if you're looking for a solution to consolidate your debt, you're finding, okay, too many payments, too many different days, too many different rates of interest, a trustee can help you consolidate, simplify your finances, and get you on a roadmap to being debt-free. Because sometimes it can feel like you make all of your minimum payments and you look at your statements and you're still looking at, you know, the 30 or 40 year plan to pay down what doesn't seem like a very high balance. Uh, what about 90% of people that see a trustee in the province of BC, what they choose to do is to file a consumer proposal where their debts are reduced sometimes down to as little as 20%, maybe 30% of the total balance. Um, that's called a consumer proposal. And we talk about that in a lot of depth on this show. Um, what's great about working with a trustee is regardless of whether you choose a bankruptcy or a proposal, your debts get frozen. The interest stops. You stop having these goalposts that are constantly moving away from you. Um, and you really get a plan that's going to get you out of debt. It's that fresh start. Um, that's what really gratifies me and, and my team is just knowing that from when people meet us, uh, we're able to put them on a good plan that's going to get them out from under this burden of debt uh, probably quicker than they thought they could do so. How long does it usually take for somebody uh, to be eligible to get a mortgage or a credit card after they've declared bankruptcy, Blair? Well, this surprises people because a lot of people, and sometimes I'll even read, you know, newspaper articles where I just want to write, you know, a, a stern letter to the editor here where people say, you know, bankruptcy has a permanent impact and don't do this. You'll never get credit again. That is just completely false. So there are no permanent impacts, no permanent barriers that are created by filing either a bankruptcy or a proposal. And in many cases, people reestablish their credit quicker than they thought they would. So what happens when you file a consumer proposal is that there's a notation put on your credit report that you filed a consumer proposal. Doesn't mean that you're untouchable and no one will give you credit, but for a period of six years after the day you signed that proposal, or three years after you paid the proposal off, whatever is shorter, so it's never more than six years, could be as short as three years if it's just a lump sum proposal. Um, that means that if someone pulls a credit report, they're going to see a consumer proposal has been filed. Uh, what we typically see is that someone even a year after finishing a consumer proposal, and sometimes even while they're in the consumer proposal, they're able to get credit without an issue. They're able to get offers of credit cards, finance a vehicle, uh, even qualify 
qualify for a mortgage. So the maximum impact of a consumer proposal is six years until it drops off. But sometimes it's even shorter than that, depending on the person's payment history, depending on their income, if they're able to save some money. Um, a personal bankruptcy, which is a little more severe on your credit than a consumer proposal, it actually doesn't last that much longer. So a personal bankruptcy, most bankruptcies are finished within nine months, and they're noted on a credit report for six years after that discharge. But most people after their bankruptcy is finished, literally within a year or two, they can have rebuilt credit. So people can be qualifying for mortgages as little as two years after the bankruptcy is complete, even though the bankruptcy is noted there still for another probably four years after. Uh, what happens is you have to put yourself in a lender's shoes. If they look at someone that's just come through a bankruptcy or a proposal, they now have no debt. If they looked at that person before the bankruptcy or a proposal, they might have had tens of thousands of dollars of debt that would have to get repaid before that lender would start to get their money back. So someone having no debt is usually a better credit risk. It's also the fact that once someone's come through a formal debt proceeding, nobody takes this lightly. So it's quite likely that if somebody is coming through and, and getting credit for the first time after a bankruptcy or a proposal, they're going to take that very seriously. They're going to really value the first bank that treated them nicely after they were done debt restructuring, and they'll be an excellent customer, maybe a customer for life at that point. So one way to look at a bankruptcy or a proposal is that it's a reset. So it allows you to establish positive credit history. Once again, it clicks stop on all the bad stuff, all the missed payments, maybe the defaults that you've had in the past, and it allows you to start to move forward and put really good new stories on your credit. So again, most of the time, if people are looking towards a mortgage, it's more of a calendar of two to three years. You could be considered if you're looking at a vehicle loan release, it's a calendar of probably one to two years you could be considered. Um, and a credit card, most of the time, it's in about a year or two after a bankruptcy or a proposal. And we talked to you in the counseling sessions about how you should start to build up to that kind of baby steps, getting a secured credit card, show some good credit history, uh, really reestablishing credit. I have nobody that calls me years later saying, I still can't get any credit. Most people are very successful in reestablishing their credit quicker than they thought. Okay. And Blair talked a lot about, you know, there was a lot of information in that piece that we just talked uh, about. Sands-trustee.com is, is their website. And it's just chock-a-block full of great information, easy to understand, and it's all written out for you. So you can really see the numbers if we went through them and you're going, oh, what did he say? What did he say? Super mm -hmm. good to do that. Or if you want to go ahead and make that appointment, 1-800-661-3030 to sit down with a licensed insolvency trustee anywhere in British Columbia literally anywhere, offices all over, uh, and start that process for you. And I was wondering um, if, what are some of the key things that people need to know about getting credit, especially after a consumer proposal or personal bankruptcy? And we don't have a whole lot of time mm -hmm. for this, Blair, but I think it's important because yeah. people kind of freak out a little bit at that idea that they wouldn't have it. Yeah, we could spend an hour just talking about credit ratings in particular, but a couple things, you know, just to keep in mind is first off, the credit rating was originally designed as a measure of profitability for the banks. So it's not the case that you have, if you have great credit history, great credit score, you're in great financial shape. Um, that's not always the case. You could have a lot of debt that you'll never pay off, but you don't miss any payments. Um, conversely, you could have a bad credit score, you know, right after a bankruptcy, for example, but you're on a great platform to start to build from there. So the important thing to know is that there's two 
two credit bureaus in Canada. There's Equifax and TransUnion. I recommend that everybody check their credit at least once a year. You can do this for free. You don't have to sign up to any monthly monitoring services. You can go to their website, either get it online or through the mail. You want to make sure it's accurate, but you also want to understand no matter where your credit is now, it's temporary. People can go from a bankruptcy to mortgage in as little as two years. So you can rebuild anything that's difficult on your credit with the right, right steps, the right habits. Um, you can rehabilitate a very bad credit rating very quickly. Excellent. And again, I want to mention the website. It's sands-trustee.com. The phone number is 1-800-661-3030. And uh, the opportunity to sit down with somebody and really discuss your own personal financial situation and your debt situation and see the things that you can do, the possibilities that are there. This is uh, the, That's the phone number and the website to check that out and to start that process. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, helping you get out of debt. This segment is all about the warning signs of a growing debt problem and where to get help if those are things that are sort of eluding you at this point. According to Blair Manton, who we're going to spend some time talking to in this segment, uh, says around 95% of people dealing with a debt problem delay getting professional support and advice. And of course, that's over all the thousands of customers and clients that they've had over the years. And that happens even when the situation is causing them serious personal damage. So Blair is going to talk about some key warning signs that your debt problem warrants talking with a licensed insolvency trustee and how you can get good, solid local support. So Blair, what are some of the most common reasons that you found for people putting off getting professional debt help? Well, you're right, Elena. In your, your intro, you're saying, you know, the vast majority of people really delay getting debt help. And I've been a trustee for almost 15 years. And it's so rare for somebody to come in too early. Somebody where I say, you know what? Yeah, you know, you really don't have an issue. I'm happy you reached out. Let's give some guidance. For the most part, it's the opposite. It's about, wow, you've been suffering for a long time. And from our research, it's about a two-year average cycle from when someone is starting to feel the pain of debt, would really benefit from getting some assistance but it's about two years until they're finally at our door looking us up online and getting that consultation and start to feel better. So anything we can do to shorten that two-year period, you know, that's why we do so much outreach and, and shows like we're doing today. From our research, the reasons why people tended to wait uh, were some pretty classic ones. So they said, you know, right off, they wanted to manage the debt independently or on their own. So the old expression, you know, I got myself into this mess, I'm going to get myself out of that. Well, you know, that can work for some things, but when you're dealing with 20, 30 or even 50% interest on your debt, it can sometimes be just impossible to get out under your own steam. Uh, a very typical one is feeling ashamed about having trouble managing their debt or feeling embarrassed to ask for help and then also worry about being judged. So, you know, we don't talk openly about our financial challenges in society, but I can tell you just about anybody um, that I know in my life, at some point they've had a financial challenge and a lot of the time you didn't even know about it because people tend to keep those cards pretty close to their chest. Uh, a lot of people feel that there's no solution to their situation, or maybe the situation wasn't bad enough to receive help. You know, I don't owe a million dollars. That's what the, all these legislation, uh, these proposals and bankruptcies are for. I only owe a few thousand or $10,000. My problem is too small. So again, people just suffer. And then finally, there can be some misinformation about consumer debt solutions or being unsure about where to seek help. So we talk a lot in the show about misconceptions, you know, all bankruptcy takes seven years and it's on 
on your record for the rest of your life? Well, no, for most people it takes nine months and it's gone a few years after that. So the reality is quite different than most people's perceptions. Um, but we know that anybody that's dealing with a debt problem, it can be overwhelming. It can weigh on your mind every day. The stress is very real and the person's mental and physical health, their well-being, their relationship, their self-esteem, everything can be impacted even to the point where people can consider suicide because they just see no hope for their finances. So a lot of reasons why people can delay getting professional debt, debt help, but there's so many benefits when you do finally reach out and get some assistance. What are some of the warning signs that indicate it's time to go and see a licensed insolvency trustee? Well, the simplest one, I like this, it's short and to the point, is if you think you have a debt problem, you're probably right. So if you find yourself worrying about your situation, um, you know, generally that's enough of a warning sign. If you're waking up, just not sure, hey, how am I ever going to pay off this debt? That's enough of a reason for you to get some assistance. Uh, what are more typical warning signs are things like you're missing or bouncing payments. So people, obviously, it's very um, obvious if you can see, hey, I'm, I've tried to make this payment. There wasn't enough money in the account. Now I've got an NSF charge as well. Uh, you know, none of that is fun to go through. Uh, if a collection agency or a creditor is threatening you or intimidating you, you know, multiple calls a day, very threatening language, um, obviously that's an indication. Uh, if you're actually receiving a court or other legal notice about your debts, you're being sued or you're about to be sued and maybe your wage is being taken. Um, everyone's situation looks a little bit different, um, but quite often, um, you know, one of the biggest warning signs is if people are only making their minimum monthly payments or seeing their debt balances that are remaining almost the same despite those minimum payments. Um, so they're just feeling like they're not getting ahead on anything else. Um, one warning sign that we've seen, especially in the last five years, I didn't see this much before then, but now it's exploded, uh, is the use of payday loans or fast cash um, type of lender. So these are your lenders of last resort where the costs and the fees are exceptionally high. Um, so if you're actually borrowing from one of those outlets and seeing the high interest costs, just the fact of you having to access that credit is a big warning sign. Um, what's not a big warning sign actually um, is having bad credit. So what I mean by that is a lot of people that have perfect credit uh, actually have significant debt issues, but they can be lulled into a false sense of security. So if your credit is bad, you know, it could be bad and you might actually have no debt. You've just missed a few payments on your cell phone, but you might have perfect credit. You might be making all your payments on time, but you could have 10, 20, 30, $40,000 of consumer debt that you might never pay off. So don't be misled by thinking that you've got a perfect credit rating. That means you don't have a debt problem. More than 70% of people that eventually file a bankruptcy actually have great credit. They're not missing payments. They just realize they're never going to be able to pay off their debts. I think it's really important in the last few minutes of this segment, Blair, to explain to someone who maybe hasn't heard about... Um, what a licensed insolvency trustee can do that literally no one else can do. And it's often the very best solution mm -hmm. to their debt problem. Well, a licensed insolvency trustee is the only professional in Canada that's empowered by the federal government to give debt advice, but also to help people eliminate their debt using legal debt relief options. And for the vast majority of cases, almost 90% of the people that we see, uh, they end up filing what's called a consumer proposal. And the way a consumer proposal works is you consolidate all of your debt together. 
uh, you work with the trustee to figure out what can you actually afford to repay. So looking at your household family size, your budgetary obligations, your income, um, any of your uh, other expenses for the household, maybe there's child support or medical expenses or things like that. What can you reasonably afford to repay on your debt? And if that ends up being something like 20 or 30 cents on the dollar, a trustee can help you put forward a consumer proposal, which is not a bankruptcy, but it's going to help you get all the debts eliminated back to zero once you pay off the reduced amount you're able to afford. So a consumer proposal, it's flexible. Um, it can work in any situation where the debts are more than $1,000 and less than $250,000. And even if your debts are over $250,000, there's still other proposals that are available, but they're just not quite a consumer proposal. And a lot of people will find that this proposal is that's the answer they were looking for. They just didn't know what it was called. You know, they tried to consolidate their debt through the bank and maybe weren't approved. The only credit they're able to access is the very expensive, either the instant cash lenders or their payday loans, and they're just starting to feel hopeless. So by reaching out to a licensed insolvency trustee, by learning about a consumer proposal, um, people can really find a new lease on life. And they're often shocked to discover that all this is at no cost. So it costs them nothing to meet with the trustee, nothing upfront to file the proposal, and whatever they can afford to pay on the debt, that's what the trustee gets paid out of. There's never a separate charge by working with the trustee. It's all part of your settlement of your repayment. Sands and Associates is going to be the answer for you. Connect with someone who is local. They have offices all over the province. Non-judgmental debt expert who cares. They have a myriad of, of professionals within each office that can help you, counsel you, give you good advice, and actually set up the process for you to deal with your debt. Confidential consultation is the key thing with someone from Sands and Associates. And you can do that easily, giving them a call at 1-800-661-3030 or visiting their website filled with great questions and answers at sands-trustee.com. You've been listening to Dollars and Cents. See you next time. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.